Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chan Podcast. Here is where you learn about meditation and Chan. So, what is Chan? Chan, spelled as C H A N, is the Chinese school of Mahayana Buddhism and is the originating tradition of Japanese Zen. We encourage you to learn and practice meditation with a group. If you like to, feel free to visit our website, LondonChanMeditation.org. In the platform sutra, from the platform sutra, and previously, uh, we have talked about uh, the formless. The other two very important uh, teachings in the platform sutra: uh, formlessness uh, or no form, uh, no mark, no characteristics. These are all the different versions of the of that concept. And uh, non-thought, or another translation, freedom from thought within the context of thought. Uh, we have uh, talked about these two um, uh, two teachings, and tonight is the non-abiding, the teaching of non-abiding. And this teaching of non-abiding actually is uh, actually you can say um, you know is related or originated from the Diamond Sutra, a very well-known phrase: "Abiding nowhere gives rise to the mind." Abiding nowhere gives rise to the mind. And that mind is the true mind. Is the true mind, the pure mind. That uh, is a mind full of wisdom and compassion. Well. Now let's come back to this non-abiding or abiding. Are you aware of that your mind is abiding, abiding on something, abiding at some place? Are you aware of that? Some of you start smiling. That means yes. Sometimes, you know, uh, when you had a, such a strong attachment, um, that urge, you know, I, 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 I just have have to buy that iPhone 14. <laughs> I have been using the, my iPhone six or seven for so many years. I worked so hard. I'm entitled. I'm just, you know, they deserve that iPhone 14, right? Gee, that's so expensive. It's more expensive than than your than your iPad. <laughs> it's it, it's the almost the same price as as a uh, um, Air, right? Uh, so expensive. Yeah, I'm, I'm abiding at that. Strong, strong attachment, desire for something, or 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 you may find that uh, you 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 are actually very very upset at some someone because that person did something to you, very disappointed. You are you are so upset, or you are very angry at someone. You just can't. Can't cut off and, and terminate that, terminate, put an end to that anger. Then you realize, yeah, I'm biting on that anger.
you know, when we, when we actually uh, experience that kind of biting, it's really, really terrible. It's definitely not a pleasant experience. Either you want something, you just, you just can't get it, or you don't want something, you want to get rid of it, but you can't. Can't. Well, any other different kind of experience, a being experience that you have? Any one of you notice that? You may find that you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. Now, other than these two, um, you know, very, very um, strong emotional uh, state of mind that uh, experience of abiding on something, there are to other kinds of situations. One, uh, when our mind is in dullness, idleness, and uh, daydreaming, <laughs> um, you know, you're just sitting there and then completely your mind just went off completely blank. And this is, you know, a similar situation also occurred in our sitting, sitting meditation. In dullness. When it seems that our minds, our body becomes quite relaxed, very calm. Uh, you don't experience any kind of a pain or, you know, discomfort. Your body feels very, very smooth and pleasant. And you seems, um, you know, it's not in a drowsy state and that you're working on the methods and somehow you feel that your mind is there, you know the surrounding. Actually, your mind uh, could be in a stagnant, a state of stagnant. You may think your mind is clear, but actually it's uh, not very clear. Your mind is in dullness. You are not aware of your breath from moment to moment. You may not be aware of the sensation of your body sitting there from moment and moment. It's like, it's like something is pausing there. You don't actually um, have the clarity of the mind. Uh, that kind of a state uh, in Chinese, uh, we have a term for that, wu ji. Fall into that uh, blank, blankness, void. Yeah, you don't feel body pain, you don't uh, uh, experience wandering thoughts, chaotic thoughts, you know, not in very heavy, not in uh, heavy drowsiness, you know, you thought. Yeah, pretty good state. You can you can stay in that kind of state and sitting there for a very long time. But actually you're not using the method. Your mind does not have that clarity. Okay, it's in a very stagnant, dullness state. It's abiding in dullness. <laughs> But perhaps some of you know what I'm saying. Um, and there's a, another a state of mind, abiding state, that perhaps uh, we have experienced a lot more, every one of us. 
It's like thoughts after thoughts, wandering thoughts, sitting there, popping up here and there. And they're, sometimes they're totally aren't uh, related, not associated with each other, like a sporadic here and there. Is it that also kind of abiding? Yes, it is. Just very short instant, like a thoughts pop up, and then next one come up, you know, just like a firecrackers going on, exploding in the air, pop up there, 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 there. A very, very short moment that your mind's directed to that, attached, and then there's lack of stability. That kind of a state is not even your mind is not stable, not calm at all, but abiding over the places, grasping, cleaning. That's terrible, abiding everywhere, <laughs> but not the right place. <laughs> and there's also another another kind of conditions or situations that our abiding mind present itself. <laughs> and that will be a situations like sitting here, watching a movie, watching a drama playing out. It's not stagnant, okay? Your thoughts is not pause, pause or stagnant there. Just want and bring up another one, arising, arousing another one, one at once. And every single thought is different. It's like producing the next one, producing, producing the next one. Isn't that abiding too? And the every and the very very quick, very very quick and short instant, like from instant to instant, like you know, all the thoughts are related, telling us stories. If if you have since, uh, you know, in the past, where they uh, produced a movie, they actually have. Uh, scene, each scene, and then wrote out a film. But every scene is a fixed thing. When you play it out very quickly, you don't notice that each different particular scene like combined together. You see it as a flow, but actually individually is one scene adding to another, playing out after one. A very short instant. That's another kind of abiding. So we can be sitting there, and then next moment, the hand chime rings. Wow, an episode of 30 minutes. <laughs> Just finish. That's how our mind works, how this abiding mind works. Right? So I have to, I have uh, already gave you a few to a four, four, four kind of a situations, you know, how our mind abiding mind works. But you know, very often we didn't notice that. Except the very strong emotional one. <laughs> really, really excited about something, upset about something, angry about something that, that we, will, we will become aware of. 
but others, other kind of uh, situations, we, 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 we um, somehow, we don't seem to recognize that or be aware of that uh, easily in our everyday life. Not until we sit down and meditate and start using a method. At that moment, we are very clear uh, of the method. If you count your breath, counting your breath from one to 10, somehow when you realize you don't remember what number you have gone through, you can't remember what's the next number, then you know you lost count. And prior to that, by the time you realize that, your mind has already strayed away from the mess, abiding on something that uh, is not a proper way uh, to proper place to abide. So all these situations, all these examples I gave you, That kind of abiding, the first one in dullness, you know, completely lack of any clarity at all. The mind has no power, no function because it doesn't have any clarity, not knowing, you know, not clearly know one is where one is or what one is doing the mind becomes idle, dull. And all the other, other types of uh, uh, mind, abiding mind, a very, very short abiding just in an instant, probably less shorter than an instant that we can't really be aware of. After you know sitting here, you, you experience that 10 minutes, your mind, your mind is completely chaotic, so many wandering thoughts. You're gone 10 minutes. But do you know you probably have already had a hun hundreds of wandering thoughts? A very short instance. Lack of stability. That kind of mind is not stable at all, not settled at all, not calm at all, not lasting, not enduring. That kind of mind, again, is powerless. having no effect, no power at all. And that kind of mind also lack of clarity. When your mind fluctuates so much, can your mind be clear? No. You'll be engulfed by that chaotic state, messy. From one instant jumping from here and there and there, how much actually did you absorb? Did you perceive? Nothing. Lack of stability, lack of uh, stillness, calmness, lack of clarity. So that kind of mind is really not, uh, not much of a use. Now I want to ask you this functions or this state of abiding, abiding at somewhere, at some point, is it good or is it entirely bad? Yeah. I want you to think about it. Just put aside that very famous, well-known phrase in Diamond Sutra without abiding, give rise to the mind. 
does abiding mind has any effect or function? What do you think? What do you think? Yes, someone is shaking. Someone's nodding. Yeah. You know, abiding, the mind that is abiding in the summer, that's the starting point. That's a starting point that we can train and cultivate the, sp the stability, the calmness. Once the mind is calm and stable, settled, then, we'll, then we can then cultivate the clarity of the mind. It's just like a nomad, you know, traversing all of the places, finding no home, staying nowhere. Homeless. The mind too has had to abide as somewhere, as a starting point, as a starting point to settle down, to stabilize, and then to gain that clarity of the mind. If the, the mind is constantly moving, it can be settled. It cannot be calm. It's very, very hard, extremely hard to gain that clarity. To abide as somewhere, not moving in stillness. In moving in stillness, meaning everything still goes on. Everything's around you. This constant goes through constant, constant changes, goes on, interactions, the world is running, is operating, but you are not affected by that, by what's going on around you. And this is how we cultivate the stability, the stillness of the mind. This is how we train our not to be affected and then be able to gain that clarity through arm moving. And that's the functions, that's the effect, that's the power of a stable mind. You might have to be a buy somewhere. Just like, you know, you don't have a house, you're constantly in your trailers or in your truck, but you have no place to settle down. You need to settle down in the place to have a straight job, to, to, to really start, you know, lead your life. Then you'll be grounded. You have a standing, you have a standing point, right? Same thing with the mind. So our mind is constantly scattered, discursive, wandering, you know, like a nomad. It's sometimes chaotic, sometimes stressful, sometimes extremely tense. And that means the mind is, you know, jumping around, you know, touching, come into contact with everything. Run into everything. So with trauma meditation practice, we use the method, we use a method to how to train our mind to calm our mind, to settle down, to settle our mind, so our mind will, will be abiding on something. And that's something better to be a good thing, a right place. The good thing, the right place, 
prophecy that, that can facilitate a calming mind, a clear mind. So that's, uh, you know, in our meditation practice, uh, we have uh, shared with you the breath method, right? You settle your mind, your mind abide on your breath, experiencing your breath, counting your breath. Silomination start with the body. Very obvious, concrete, big enough. So your perception could direct to that. Uh, the breath is much subtle. The body is very something concrete and obvious. Or a phrase, a critical phrase, a huato. What is your original face? Who's dragging the corpse around? What is wu? You know, a phrase, a very, very prominent phrase. I used the method so our mind, the scattered mind, can be collected, can concentrate, concentrate on something, on the breath, on the body, relaxing body, so our mind can abide in the right place and right thing. and continue to practice, and then reach the mind, or a unified mind, body and mind in unity, in unification. And in this process, from scatteredness, a chaotic, a state, the discursiveness, and reaching the 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 the, the one mind, the concentrate, the unified mind, is perhaps the most challenging, uh, most challenging and difficult uh, uh, stages. Stage. In this process, what what are the obstructives or destructive factors obstruct us so the mind cannot abide on the object the object meaning the method like our breath like the body like the critical phrase so our mind cannot settle abide on that object what are the obstructives obstructions What are the distractions or destructive? Destruct the clarity of the mind. Destruct the calm and clear state of mind. What are the distractions and obstructions? The obstructions, we all experience that. Sitting in certain postures, you know, pains, uh, here and there, headache. Um, yeah. And we have been, you know, telling you that when in meditation, all these things will occur but not paying attention to them. Ignore them and let all these things be your background scenery. And then very naturally, your breath will be the prominent, your body will be the prominent. Will you not pay attention to all these physical pains, you know, pain here and there, itchings, or even the wandering thoughts. Not paying attention to them. Not trying to fixing them. You know, fixed 
get rid of the wandering thoughts. Suppress. Certainly, you don't want to follow them. And you will be taken away by wandering thoughts. You, you will be affected by the wandering thoughts. And you will be controlled by your leg pain, back pain. And those, if you start attention to them, you're giving them power, you're empowering them. And they become your obstructions. They become the obstructions that hinder you on your practice. And what are the distractions? Lack of patience. You cannot persist and continue practice. You want to see a quick result. Yeah. I'm sitting here, I'm relaxing for 10 minutes. Yeah, what's next? I should be experiencing my breath. What happens? How come I did not experience my breath? Is the methods wrong or the, or the teachers is, um, did not be the correct instruction? Some problems with the teacher, I'm following the, the right teacher. You start to have the suspicions. You know, for, for some practitioners, they've been practicing for some time. At the very beginning, yeah, they see, they see the effect of meditation. Oh, they can relax. they much better than before. And they know how to use the medicine to calm their mind, to release their tension. When they sit down, they overcome the stages of, you know, leg pain, you know, for, you know, trying, keep on trying. And then the next they may encounter difficulty in experiencing their breath or uh, counting their breath. They're, they don't they don't have the patience. They don't know they are relaxed enough, so the breath will naturally come out manifest in, in front of you. You don't need to look for them, search for them. Because you don't allow things as they are. You want something different. That mindset are the distractions. You don't accept what is here in front of you. You don't accept, you don't allow the things to exist as they are existing before you. And this is a mindset that is the biggest destructions. You know, when you're experiencing pain, You're natural because you have this mindset, this not allow them to be there. Not accepting that. And then you try to do something, disrupt the existing uh, Situations, existing conditions, which is operate by the laws of causes and conditions, causes and, and, and consequences. What do you do? What are you doing? Destruct, destruct this, this principle of causes and conditions, causes and consequences. You're not going anywhere. You cannot achieve anywhere. 
you cannot become better by destructing things. So we have been uh, telling you whatever happens in front of us occurring even in sitting in meditation is all the working of causes and conditions coming together. So you, you don't like what you're experiencing right now? You have to work on the causes and conditions, not trying to fix the result or fix the consequences. It's already there. You cannot change that. But what we are making effort is trying to fix the consequences, trying to, trying to distract it. We can't live our life like that. It will create a suffering for us, for ourselves. So work on the causes and conditions, but relaxing, relaxing, not paying attention, not direct your awareness to, 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 that, to, to those factors that could become your hindrance. But on your breath, relaxing the body, Continue to relax in your body. Relax, relax. If your minds wander off, just simply bring your awareness, bring your mind back to present moment. From moment to moment, from instant to another instant. This is how we abide our mind properly. This is the right place to abide our mind from moment to moment. Present. Whatever happens in for us, we are present there. Not trying to change that. Not trying to interfere with that. Not trying to suppress, deny, or get rid of it. All of that won't help. When they come, you can't change it because that's the, the consequences of some other causes and conditions. Let them come and they will leave. Not to be affected. This is how you not be affected by what's going on. See it on Abide on where you should be abiding the matter. Abiding the right place. We have to train and cultivate our mind to abide in one object, uh, spot, you know, one point. Uh, so that unifying mind is a co also called one-pointedness. Breath, body, sensation, from moment to moment. This is how we establish the continuity of stable, calm mind and clear mind. When that is established, the mind gain power. The mind become powerful, full of energy. Where the power come from? Stillness, calmness, and clarity of the mind. The mind become very, very strong. Unified mind. And then abide nowhere. When you are one mind, pretty much everything is unified in harmony, but there is still something here. It's not the, 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 the ultimate. 
is not the supreme state, the perfections, or the utmost state of mind, is no mind. And that is when the mind completely freed, abiding nowhere. So this is a process. You know, it's not like, oh, you know, our natural state, default state of mind escapes, is chaotic, is discursive, is scatterness. And then you say, yeah, I'm in that kind of state of abiding nowhere. I find nowhere, I bite everywhere. <laughs> No specific object that you abide or specific state. But it's too quick for you to realize you, you abide everywhere, actually. Right? So this is how we, uh, you know, not turn all the things, all the factors around us into an obstacles, into the obstruction or destructions uh, for us. And then, um, you know, we, uh, we have, uh, we have still uh, some time, then I'd like to share with you uh, the uh, non-abiding taught by the uh, sixth patriarch in the Platform Sutra. Okay, um, can you all see that? Okay, thank you. Okay, this is actually, this is a very short section, very, very short section in the Platform Sutra uh, in the chapter four, Samadhi and Wisdom. Uh, just talking about non-thought, formlessness and non-abiding. Um, some are translated as freedom from thought, freedom from appearances or characteristics, freedom from clinging. Good and wise, this teaching of ours from its very inception has first taken non-thought as its central doctrine. The formless as its essence and abiding as its fundamental. Actually, these three, non-thoughts, formlessness, and non-abiding, they are closely associated, very closely connected with each other. And non-abiding is the fundamental. Uh, in order to reach the state of non-thought, your mind has to be abiding aware, not abiding on, not abiding on any particular thought in order to reach the state of non-thought. Formlessness, you also, your mind has also to reach uh, the state of non-abiding. Abiding, not abiding on any particular form to reach the state of formlessness. The essence, the fundamental is the same, which is non-biting. The mind, the power, the function of the mind has to be non-biting in order to reach the state of non-thought and formlessness. Next, the formless is to transcend characteristic, meaning not become attached to any characteristics within the context of characteristics, uh, or not to become attached to any form within the context of forms. Anything that exists in the world come uh, uh, comes into certain shapes, certain colors, certain characteristics. That's how we recognize and uh, the things, 
how that says how we can navigate our life in the world. But all those characteristics help us to identify, to recognize them. But that is just merely a form. It's not its true form. The form is subject to changes all time. Non-thought is to be unattached to thought in the text, in the context of thought. Non-abiding is the fundamental nature of human beings. Non-abiding is the fundamental nature of human beings. This is so lovely, so wonderful. Glad to know that our fundamental nature is non-abiding. How liberating this, this is. It is true. If abiding is the nature of the mind, meaning that that is a fixed nature, something permanent, unchangeable, that we could not reach or realize or experience the state of non-abiding. When we let go, when we let go of that thought, when we let go of that uh, object, that form, when we let go of that resentment and anger, we become free. Our mind becomes non-abiding. This is something that we all experience. And that is our fundamental nature. In this world of good and evil, beauty and awkwardness, enemies and friends, and these all comes in pair in opposition, even during times where one meets with insults, criticisms, verbal attacks, bullying, treat all of this as empty and harbor no thoughts of either delight or revenge. You know, this is actually uh, a teaching to tell us how do we practice the non-abiding mind in our everyday life. When we are in a situation that we perceive things or perceive the person for good and evil, our, our mind become attached, abiding either on the good or evil. That's discrimination. That's discriminating mind. And we are in, put ourselves in immediately in a position to the evil and become attached to the good. When we are opposing evil, it's the same as attachment. Just the other, other side of attachment. Beauty and obvious. Oh, I'm so beauty and you're so obvious. Enemies and friends are too. Or even when someone insults us, criticizing us, attack us, or bullying us, and treat all these phenomena as empty. This is, this is difficult. This is, this is the practice of contemplation of emptiness. Uh, referring to uh, that you, you directly see the true nature of all these phenomena. Seeing the true nature, the empty nature, 
of all phenomena and harbor no thoughts of either delight or revenge. You know, when we been insulted, criticized by, by others, we become angry. We're thinking about um, retaliating that person or taking some revenge. When we are praised, uh, when we are, um, you know, uh, uh, being or encouraged or admired by, by others, we, we feel very delightful, which means that we are affected. We are affected by all these things around us. I remember that my teacher, Master Shen Yin, um, he, taught, he taught us when someone uh, scolded you and uh, attacked you verbally, criticizing you, or even um, saying harsh words or untruthful things, uh, remark on you. Just perceive as the sound, as the way of the sound. This is a method which we call direct contemplation. You're hearing the sound, and the sound is of illusory nature. The sound comes and lingers around and gradually vanish, gone, and perceive and the sound in that way, not affected by what it means, who said that, and what he's trying to get to, but perceive it just as sound. And we will not be affected by those harsh words, untruthful words, but can also begin to see the illusory nature of all the remarks. And in each continuing moment of thought, do not dwell on previous thoughts. If you think about the previous thoughts, the present thoughts, and take up future thoughts, then your thoughts will continue without cease. This is called fettered, a bondage. If in each continual moment of thought, we do not abide in anything, any phenomenon at all, that is called unfettered. And this is the meaning of non-abiding is the fundamental. Not abiding in previous thoughts, even the present thoughts or future thoughts. So these thoughts it's our mental activities in succession, one after another. And actually this is thoughts after thoughts. This is how our life come into being. the stream of thoughts. This is non-abiding, the practice of non-abiding in a temporal sense. Not even abide in present moment. Certainly not in the past, not in the future. The future is yet to come. 
So what you have in the future is not real, it's illusory. Even the present, the present, when our mind knows something, the thoughts always come after that, knowing. When the thoughts come up, it's already in the past tense. It's already in the past. So this is non-abiding, how it is applied in, uh, in, uh, in, in, in a temporal sense, in times, and to be able to reach the state of non-thought. And formlessness, or no forms. The formlessness, is uh, in a spacious, spacious, spacious sense, in space, not abide in a particular uh, a positions, a point in space. And how those phenomena manifest in, in, exist in the space. They come with certain forms, physical forms. They could be expressed in something like the environment, the sound. When you hear the sound, it exists in the space. An object that you can see, that you, you can recognize certain forms and colors and shapes. That's the, that's the causes and conditions meet, come together in space, right? When you see something in an object, you need some space between your eyes and objects. So it's the sound, it needs a space to create that, to create the sound effect. So you can hear it. If someone says something inside your ear, you will not recognize, you will not hear anything. You will not understand what he says. Emotions, yeah, manifest in your body, comes with certain sensations. These all requires an existence in the space. So this is, this is what it says. The non-abiding is the fundamental. Not abide in time, not abide in space. When non-abiding in any particular form existing in space, and we reach, realize formless. When we are able to not abide in times, cessations of our thoughts, one after another, we can attain and realize, experience the state of non-thought. Okay, so these three are, are, are closely, closely connected, associated. Uh, in order to reach formlessness and non-thought, that we have to uh, be able to practice non-abiding. Okay? And in the end, the ultimate goal is abiding nowhere. Abiding nowhere means completely freed from any phenomenon, any thoughts not become attached or fettered by any uh, phenomenon or uh, thoughts. Okay. I hope um, my explanations is clear to you. Does it make sense? Able to 
the graphs. Okay. Um, any questions? <laughs> 